soul mindfulness practice, for example, as simple as peace, be still, is one way to, for a moment, just take a mental step back from whatever you're doing in order to just remember yourself to, and to make that connection to mm. spirit or make that connection to soul. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we sit down with Blair Aby. He is an author, poet, educator, YouTuber, and ordinary mystic. He's written five best-selling books at Amazon Books on the subjects of meditation, mindfulness, manifestation, and related topics. I am an explorer who has discovered a variety of techniques and ideas that thousands of people have found useful in their personal development. Blair developed higher consciousness meditation, a simple but powerful technique. After many years of meditation and yoga, a traumatic year at a new job with a difficult boss who was abusing employees forced him to dive deep into his meditation practice to stay sane. As a result, he emerged with new, vibrant ways of coping with life's challenges. In short, he's an observer, yogi, and a toolmaker. With unique perspectives about who we are as humans and how we can grow and evolve in this life. Blair, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Oh, Janet, I'm really happy to be here. I've been looking forward to our conversation. And you, like when you, when I said your last name, it's A-B, yes. like a beekeeper. That's correct. <laughs> uh, can you share like the history for the name or, or I'm just going off tangent right from the start. I'd love yes. to know histories. It's a German name. Okay. It was at one point E-B-E-B-Y. Mm -hmm. And my ancestors, as I understand it, came over from Germany back in around, oh, 1700 mm -hmm. due to religious persecution. Sure. And they settled in Pennsylvania, mm. similar climate to Germany. Gotcha. And then uh, some of them wandered south into North Carolina. And that's, that's where I was uh, born and grew up. Dude, that's so cool. What's amazing about history is that it tells us so many things about what, what's to come and where we come from and our upbringings and whatnot. It's really powerful. And I, I think so. It's, it, it's like a trail. <laughs> absolutely. And, and that's the thing that I love to start with the origin story and going into that origin story. But what's really cool is that you're an author, a poet, an educator, and a YouTuber, and you've written five best-selling books on Amazon. Now that you're here, yes. how did you get here? I would love to just to go just a little bit far back that triggered to say, hey, I'm going to go write some books or yes. this is my passion. Let's dig into that. I understand. I think the first thing to say is that I never intended to be an author. Mm. I really didn't start writing until about, gosh, eight years ago now. And I started writing really for therapy. I started journaling. Now, the story of the therapy, uh, I think is an interesting one. 
in that it was really the trigger, if you will, mm. for writing the books. Now, if I go back a ways to about 1973, when I first moved to San Francisco from North Carolina, that was the beginning of my spiritual journey. And I began to go going to Integral Yoga Institute in downtown San Francisco, doing yoga, which was always followed by a meditation period. And that was really the beginning of my spiritual journey and doing yoga and doing meditation. And what the books that I write about are meditation and mindfulness and um, manifestation, that sort of thing. So I've been doing yoga and and meditation ever Mm -hmm. since 1973. But it really wasn't until eight years ago that I took a really deep dive into my meditation practice. I had moved across the country from Mm -hmm. North Carolina to San Diego to take a large promotion with the organization Mm -hmm. that I was with. Uh, It's a nationwide organization sponsored by the U.S. Small Business Administration, Business Consulting. And it was was a real ego boost. It was a a big jump in responsibility, a big jump in pay. And I was back in California where I'd lived for about 20 years before going to North Carolina mm-hmm. for about 20 years. And I was very hopeful that this was going to be a fabulous opportunity. Yeah. Unfortunately, that turned out my boss was something of a psychopath. Oh, wow. It's the first time I'd ever had a bad supervisor in all of my various careers. Mm-hmm. And this was bad. It was She was abusing employees. She was misappropriating funds. Uh, She was running the program into the ground, but there was our host, the community college that was our host was supposed to be supervising her. They weren't. And she was a a mistress, if you will, of smoke and mirrors and kept them in the dark. Mm. Eventually, I I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I couldn't put up with it. I wouldn't let her do that with me, but I couldn't let her run the program into the ground. So I went to the higher ups and let them know what was going on so-called whistleblowing. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that an investigation was done and she was found to, in fact, be uh, guilty of a number of things and she Mm -hmm. was fired. But they fired me too. They said I was a troublemaker. Interesting. And apparently this happens a lot with whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. It, It exposes, if you will, the weaknesses of, it exposes and embarrasses the people who should be paying attention as it did in this case. Yeah. And so they couldn't couldn't see keeping me around. That was a huge blow. It was a huge blow to my ego. It was a huge blow to my income. It was mm. a huge blow to my career. And I was in San Diego where I knew not too many people after being there for a year without a job and without knowing really what I was going to do next. And so at that point, I started looking for work and trying to come up with my what my next adventure was going to be and started journaling really for therapy just to get out of my gut and my mm-hmm. and my head everything that was there and the interesting thing was after a couple of months i began to feel like i was channeling my soul that mm-hmm. i had made soul contact and that i was writing things that just weren't advanced enough for me to be writing about. So it, it was like a an upgrade or a download, if you will, 
of spiritual information and, and understanding that was quite amazing. And that relationship, if you will, with my soul has now is ongoing. It, it continues to my experience literally today doing my meditation practice, which includes acknowledging soul and blessing it and thanking it and so forth. And I continue to journal. So the material that I wrote during that period of time for about a year became the material for the books that mm. I've uh, published on Amazon. It has blossomed into all kinds of things that I would yeah. never have imagined, from writing poetry to doing podcasts to blogging and meeting some amazing people yeah. and having people who read my books, take my classes, and who I've begun to develop some relationships with. Mm -hmm. What I can say about that is that it seemed like my higher consciousness or my soul had different plans for me mm -hmm. than what I had for myself. Sure. And that although it seemed devastating and life-altering at the time, and in fact, it was life-altering, the outcome was really better than I could have imagined. Mm -hmm. I ended up moving back to the San Francisco area I still do some work in business consulting nice. and I write my books and I do my coaching and all the, the kind of things that I do to really remind people yeah. who we all are. That is that we're all eternal beings, that we intended to be here, that we've got the opportunity to do something similar to what I did, which was mm. make soul contact which I think is a lifelong or a lifetime's accomplishment. Mm -hmm. In fact, maybe multi-lifetimes, since I, person who believes in reincarnation, knows that there's reincarnation, mm -hmm. that for many lifetimes, my soul has been waiting for me to wake up, mm -hmm. waiting for me to recognize it, waiting for me to recognize my higher consciousness, my higher self. And as a result of all that became the, like I said, the materials what now uh, is six books and there are two more on the way. Nice. Wow, man, that's quite a journey, especially going back and from, from coast to coast yes. to then realize, hey, people don't like whistleblowers because not only seen as incompetent, but maybe they're also colluded and that they're like, hey, he found this lady. She'll be the scapegoat and then we'll get rid of him as we continue to collude the system and fill our pockets. Yep, that, that turned out to be the case. Well, that's crazy, man. It was like a double-edged sword, right, for yourself because it cost you your high, your high status job or whatnot at a university or whatnot. Yes. But I think it gave you that opening to really clean out what was, in, what was going on in your mind. And, and I think that's what journaling enables us to do is to start writing what's in our mind. And the more you write out of what's in your mind, the good stuff starts flowing. And that's the soul speaking. Right. And the heart speaking. All of our master teachers have said yeah. more or less the same thing. Yes. That the, the spirit of heaven is inside of you. Yeah. But if you don't know that, because most of us aren't taught that in youth, most of our teachers aren't familiar with that and therefore don't know to teach us that. We, we just are hypnotized, if you will, 
as human beings to do. coming onto the planet just to being a human driven mm-hmm. by our ego and by our minds and by our our just drives to, right. to survive and to try, try and master, if you will, being right. a, a human being. And we're not exposed to right. higher concepts, unfortunately. And so that kind of what I is what I see myself as doing is offering tools to people mm-hmm. to wake up and to become more than they see themselves as yeah. being. Yeah. No, I totally agree because we are taught to do, not to be. Correct. Right. We're taught to do. <laughs> good, way and to, we're, good way to express it. Absolutely. Yes. We're constantly told, hey, you need to do this and this. And the reason we go to school is so you can do this and this. And they keep telling you, you need to do this. And then they, then you're mm-hmm. continually told what to do through advertisements, through television. So through movies, like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing not who I am supposed to be. But the thing is, we are human beings, and we need to be in alignment (laughs) with the nature, what God intended to pray and observe and and help each other. And then that's the the path that you found. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was was interesting to discover, if you will, Mm -hmm. that that I'm a spirit being or or an eternal being inside of this amazingly complex biomechanical vehicle that I drive around, but that I'm not that vehicle, including the onboard computer, my mind that's constantly Mm -hmm. battering until you begin to perhaps do some spiritual practice like meditation, Mm -hmm. begin to calm it down. And it's at that point that spirit or that your soul becomes available to you because until then it's just the mind chattering and, and there's, there's no room for, higher reflection. There's no room for having experience Mm. of uh, yourself as being a a five-dimensional being and a a fifth-dimensional being in addition to being a three-dimensional being. Yeah. I think what people don't Mm. realize is that our soul is the operating system where our body is the hardware. If if you pick up your phone Mm. and the light doesn't light, the thing doesn't light up, we call it a brick. Like we literally call it's a bricked phone (laughs) because it doesn't have life, right? right. The battery is dead. It's a bricked phone. Same thing. That's why we call a dead person a dead body and not by the name of the person because the person is the soul, the energy that the body contains. And when it leaves. And it's gone gone from that body. And correct. going on to its next next adventure. Exactly, man. I love that. As As somebody who is a traumatic teacher, sorry, you had a traumatic year at a new job, the demanding boss who was abusing employees, as you found the new ways of coping with life's challenges, as an observer, as a yogi and a toolmaker, how are you helping? And let's go deep into how you work with your students and your clients. Right. The kind of work I do, besides the the books themselves, is to then bring the books alive, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be in webinars or whether it's one-on-one with people. Fundamentally, what I'm about is, again, offering tools that give people the means to find their own inner Christ within, if you will, Mm -hmm. or Krishna within. Sure. And so 
in, in working with people, conversations with people and so forth, the conversation often revolves around well, what, what do I mean by this? What do I mean by that? What sure. do I mean by being an eternal being? What do I mean by soul? How do I establish soul contact? So it tends to be of a fairly uh, elevated nature of mm -hmm. interaction and conversation that I have with people, not so much about their personal lives necessarily, sure. but more about their spiritual lives mm -hmm. and what their spiritual goals might be and pointing in the direction of some um, options mm -hmm. to explore. And of course, everybody's different. Everybody yeah. has their own path. So really the question becomes, how can I help somebody find their own path mm. and a path that works for them and be a sounding board, be yeah. a source of perhaps inspiration, but certainly a source of information and advice that people find value. I like that. What I wanted to give the people listening to the episode is a taste of what that experience might look like so if you want to if you don't mind we can go deep into let's say a couple of the questions that you go through with your students and whatnot and then i could be the test subject okay to give them the taste of hey what it's like to work with the blair yes so the, the first thing that i would do would be to find out about your spiritual journey so mm -hmm. i'd ask the question what has your spiritual journey been like so far mm. and and then you would respond all right uh, so my yeah. spiritual journey yes <laughs> so i'm a very strong believer of the religion that i practice which is islam and grew up in karachi sorry born in karachi grew up in saudi arabia and came to the united states and in the past 40 odd years that i've been around so as a spiritual journey like how would I define that? Is it, is it the beliefs that I have or is it the how I've interacted with other people? Like, tell me more. Or yes. That can be more clear. Your present sense of yourself and from having read my book, because I know you've read my book on meditation, mm. my question would be, what of that strikes you as being useful or valuable? What if that resonates with you in a way that we can have a conversation about? For example, did the idea of being an eternal being, did that resonate? Or did the idea of, oh, let's say soul contact, did that resonate? Mm. In a way, I think what I'm therefore getting at is where would you, where do you see yourself evolving to? Mm. What is it about what I had to say that you find found useful that we can perhaps use as a, uh, as a place to jump off from? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, and to think even deeper into my, let's, let's say, my spiritual growth. And I, yes. I find myself to be not just spiritually inclined because I understand, like I mentioned, the soul is the operating system of the human body. Yes. It's the memories of the mind. Our mind is being used as a storage. And when the body dies, then the soul transitions back because before there was a soul in this body, the soul existed somewhere else. Yes. And like you said, mm -hmm. they are eternal beings. And there is a concept of 
quantum physics and how we are technically like if I think about a friend of mine's name and they text me within the next few minutes, yes. that's because we've made that contact, that spiritual contact that we think we have. So I think a lot of those things and where I'm going with that is we continue to grow as human beings and grow as spiritual beings and, and bringing, I think, God's work or what God intended us to be here and be closer to him. Yes. Would you say that you've had an experience of soul contact? Have you had a an experience that there's a higher consciousness within which perhaps guides you on a day-to-day basis or smooths out the path as you go? Or have you had an opportunity to hear a still small voice that announces itself as being the your spiritual companion, if you will? Mm. There has been some, okay, no, you should be doing this way. Don't do that. Or there's, there's a lot of those consciousness or the subconscious saying, hey, no, that's probably not a good idea. Yes. Being that morally, having that moral support or moral righteousness. So would you like to have that be a, a more a conscious experience, a more frequent experience? Yeah, of course. Okay. So that's, I think, one of the things then that we can talk about in some considerable depth mm. as we spend some time together. So that's how we go. Got it. Something like that. Yeah. Try to find it. out what a person's experience has been mm. and then what, what their goals are. With, and, and if they've had certain experiences and if they want they have to be open to explore to them. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely have to be open to it. Yeah. And then, and if somebody does not believe in any of that, that's also their own opinion. That's sure. totally 100% yeah. fine because yeah. we're not here to convince anybody that this is what it is. No. You have to no. convince yourself. You do. Either what I say in my books, for example, or in conversation resonates or it doesn't. And if it doesn't resonate, then I'm not the person to be coaching or guiding you. Exactly. Um, exactly. You, you want to find something that does resonate and that is consistent with where you happen to be at the present mm. time and where perhaps you want to, what direction you want to head in. What I say to people is find something if you want to explore and if you want to grow spiritually, find mm-hmm. something. My experience is the most direct yeah. path is through meditation. But mm-hmm. that's not to say there are not dozens and dozens of other alternatives that might Maybe. work better for yeah. the individual person. I love that so much. Dude, that, that's mm-hmm. really inspiring because that's one of the things you want to be inspiring and not preaching it because it's an experience that people have to go through themselves and listening to stories like this, listening to stories of experiences is what then inspires I'm like, okay, wow, I want to experience that. That's really yes. interesting. But, and, and again, I see myself in many ways as a tool maker mm. that offers tools, which if you take those tools and work with them might work for you. If it doesn't, that's fine. If it yeah. does go for it. Do it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this has been a lot of fun going into your journey and then going deeper into how you work with your clients and students. Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll share three hacks to share 
that the audience can implement in their lives to be better spiritually aligned. Looking for the ultimate live streaming and video production studio? Discover Ecamm Live, exclusively built for Mac. It's the leading solution for podcasting, webinars, live streaming, and more. Elevate your content creation game and bring your ideas to life with Ecamm Live. Head on over to hacksandhobbies.com or slash Ecamm and download your studio today. Start creating with Ecamm Live and elevate your audience engagement. Download now from hacksandhobbies.com forward slash Ecamm or tap on the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. We've been talking with Blair AB. It's been a very inspirational conversation, a lot of deep thought into it, discovering transformation, growth, connection to the divine power or higher power and, and seeking the meaning and purpose of our lives because every single person living on this earth has a purpose and it might be something that you're already doing. It might be something that you're searching for. But again, meditation is one way to go it. But Blair's got three hacks that we can help implement in our lives. Blair, take it away. What I would say is uh, among the tools that I offer are a, a, med- a sit-down meditation process that is intended to bypass mind training and trying to subdue the mind or, mm. as some have said, the wild horse, but instead really is intended to take you more directly to a an experience of illumination without I, mean, I just found traditional meditation to be difficult because the mind really doesn't want to be trained it doesn't right. want to be quiet it wants to be in charge and unless until you can find a meditation practice or unless you do it long enough mm-hmm. it's really difficult to get the mind to quieten down i do my higher consciousness meditation process twice a day Mm-hmm. Once in the morning and once in the evening. And then during the middle of the day, I use some mindfulness practices that are intended to just remember, mm. to remind myself of my higher consciousness, mm-hmm. to remind myself of who I am. So a mindfulness practice, for example, as simple as peace, be still is one way to, for a moment, just take a mental step back from whatever you're doing in order to just remember yourself and and to make that connection to Mm. spirit or make that connection to soul. Yeah. In my mindfulness book, I offer a, a number of mindfulness techniques that are intended to help people again, remember themselves and to shift consciousness, really, to remember (laughs) is the the trick. To to have some tricks and triggers to remember and to remind yourself, whether it's just taking a a deep breath and allowing yourself to rise up in consciousness, or whether it's a little saying like, peace be still, or whether it's using uh, what I call sacred seeing Mm. that that is shifting your view of the world and see the bigger picture or to see spirit there with that person who's in front of you 
yeah. as you're having a conversation to see the bigness of them with your spiritual eyes. That's, again, it's a shift in consciousness. Yeah. So that would be hack number two. Hack number three, and they're all connected, mm. has to do with a, a manifestation process, which is also real simple. And it goes like this. I ask, or higher consciousness, I ask for the best possible outcome of my conversation with Janae today. And then stopping for a moment, taking a breath, getting a sense that spirit or soul has engaged, and then just offering a thank you for spirit or higher consciousness involvement in my life. Thank you for your involvement in my life. Now, that sounds really simple, but it's actually quite complex in a way and powerful because it does several things. Number one, there's an ask. It's not a telling. It's not a begging of God to do something for you. It's not trying to visualize a BMW in your driveway tomorrow, sure. but it's an asking for something that is sort of a generalized ask. I asked for the best possible outcome related to my transportation needs, mm. not I need a BMW in my driveway tomorrow, sure. but I'm, I'm asking for the best possible outcome, and I'm asking spirit or our consciousness or soul for that best possible outcome, not what my brain is saying to me is the best possible outcome. Yeah, yeah. Because often that is small and even misdirected. If you open up, though, to spirit leading you in the direction that mm. is helpful, that helps you to grow, that helps you to evolve, that is best for you then you open up to more than you could even imagine, yeah. perhaps, as the best possible outcome. And then finishing up with a thank you, acknowledging that spirit's doing the work and thanking mm. spirit or consciousness or soul for its involvement in your life. Gratitude is a fabulous way to raise consciousness. It's a fabulous way to acknowledge what's there and to invite more of it into your life, into your world. Yeah. So that would be my, my third uh, hack would be something related to manifesting, if you will, yeah. or creating good outcomes, best possible outcomes in your life yeah. and opening up and letting spirit be involved and perhaps even flowing out and helping make things happen. I would never, again, I never imagined myself being an author, mm. but that's where spirit wanted me to go. That's, that's you, the yeah. direction that I needed to go in. And now that I'm here, th there's even a, there's even a part of me that is thankful to those people who were my persecutors <laughs> back in San Diego yeah. for making it possible, even though that wasn't what I intended to go off in the direction that I needed to go in. Man, that, that's so powerful. Thank you so much for the detailed hacks that uh, our audience can use in their lives, meditate, be aware, and connect with, with your soul and with your spirit, yes. because 
it is the operating system. Just like we say, oh, come on, load up this browser. <laughs> don't bog down. It's almost just like that. Some, but sometimes yeah. you just need to. And it's getting it into partnership, if you will, with your soul. Oh. Kind of kind of a developing a we relationship yeah, with yeah. your higher consciousness. Because that's where the... That's where the juice is, is in having that soul contact and having that experience of wholeness, not just humanness, but human and spirit and the wholeness that comes with that. I love that so much. Wow. This has been really spiritual and I'm ready to go meditate for sure. This is <laughs> super awesome. Yeah, right, I, think you'll, I think you'll find the material in my book is really helpful. Because it, no, it offers stories, it offers processes, tools, and things to think about to see, does this, again, does this resonate with me or not? Mm, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely be going deeper into the other books as they come out. Let's jump into the rapid fire questions that I like to ask my guests. Okay. Number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Oh, I, I wish I had started playing tennis many years before I mm. actually did when, when I was a youth and when I could really have honed my skills because uh, I started playing tennis late in life. Yeah, and I, I, I love it, but I wish I had started earlier staying play instead of playing tackle football, which I haven't played in 40 years. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. I like it. Next up, what did you want to be when you were a child? I thought I wanted to be a major league baseball player. Mm. Yeah, that's really you know, the one and the one in a million that, <laughs> that would uh, rise to that uh, level of uh, skill. No, that's that's a huge dream that people have, and it's a valid dream for sure because we are we're looking at them play play the games and, and win championships and whatnot. So. Yes. Absolutely. Next up, what is your favorite movie or TV show? I think my, one of my favorite movies is Bagger Vance. Bagger Vance. Mm -hmm. the, the story of the golf. It, it's a yeah. very spiritual experience or a very spiritual story about the game of golf and mm. how you can bring spirit into any sport endeavor that you might engage with. So I bring some of those some of that into playing tennis, for example, and yeah. getting into that zone that it's possible to get into once in a while. Nice. I like that. Next up, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, gosh. I love Yoda mm. from the Star Wars Star Wars, movies. yeah. Yeah. He's such an amazing master if you will and guide and uh, so connected to spirit and and it's so obvious so that's one of my favorites and i love the yoda as that, well that, that whole superpower of being in touch force. with the, the force that's right being in touch with yes. the force and having it flow through you and as a result being more than you think you ever could be yeah man that's so good on that note, the next question is, hold on one quick second. Sure. I got to do this important thing because right. who, your favorite superhero, who is in Yoda speak? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yoda, I am. 
<laughs> so uh, superhero would be Yoda. Yes. Awesome. Yoda, would, Yoda, Yoda would be my superhero. All right. If you were a board game, what would it be? Board game. Interesting. I think my favorite board game with my grandchildren is Scrabble. Uh, yeah, that's definitely one, one of the cool ones. They're seven and nine. And nice. it's so much fun to play with them. And it's it, it, just to see how they think and to see what kind of words they come up with. Yeah. And I have one of my grandchildren likes to fudge a little bit. So <laughs> learn, learning to, to play within the rules. That's the, Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that, man. Thank you. But anybody, you can play that with anybody, expert or, or beginner. I love it. Blair, thank you so much for your time again on the podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, your uh, advice, and your spirit. Where can my entrepreneur friends find you? Yes. My website is highcmeditation.com. Now, that's spelled H-I, capital C, as in the note, high C, meditation.com. And if people go there they can get a, access to this book, the mindfulness book, get an nice. uh, electronic copy of that. And I'll put them on my uh, email list and I'll send them a, uh, a blog post a couple of times a month, nice. including yeah. them in my world and what I'm doing and, and some of the realizations that I'm having and new things that I'm up to, that kind of thing. I love it. Thank yeah. you so much, Blair. I'll be sure to include the links to your books and your website to the show notes so that they can I'll get in touch with you as uh, swiftly as possible. I appreciate that so much. Thank you it's so much. It's been a great interview. I love it. I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for saying that. And it absolutely was a fun conversation and looking forward to having a more conversation with you in the future. Let's do it. Till the next episode. Indeed. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.